Hello, ladies. The Big Balboski here. And right now, you're listening to the Matt Madness Podcast. They talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness, they talking all of this Hello everybody and welcome back to the Matt Madness Wrestling Podcast. I am your host, Ron Patchery Jr. And with me this week, live from Sexyville, are my good friends, Mr. Sexy Punta Cana, then now forever, C. Kane Joe Rodermel. My beloved. <laughs> and Mr. Wednesday Night Live, we call him Alo, the ladies call him Balo. Aaron Lloyd. Uh, we have our Royal Rumble review show. Uh, but before we get to that, I guess, yeah, first, you know, RIP Kobe Bryant. Uh, I can honestly say I was not uh, the biggest Kobe fan in the world, but I had an endless amount of respect for him. I think I might actually bring back Ronnie versus the world this week to talk a little bit about Kobe. Um, but we do have a huge Kobe Bryant fan among us. Alo, uh, any thoughts you'd like to share on Kobe Bryant? Yeah, uh, this might be a bad joke, but you kind of get to where I'm going with this. But if anybody could no-sell something like that happening <laughs> and get up, it's him. <laughs> no, I think you're right. Uh, how do we do like a how do we do a shot clock violation on the show? How, how's that course. how's that work? Second. Yeah, I don't know how we do a shot clock violation and an eight-second violation like every NBA team has done. Uh, I don't know how we do that. Yeah, and but yeah, you guys have fro- <laughs> you guys have <laughs> you guys have froze for a second, but yeah, but like so do yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, like I said, like if anybody could survive something like that, it would kind of be him. But you know, he's human, and it kind of showed that he was human because he was like, for me and many others, he was like our our hero in many respects and. Uh, like some people don't understand it and like this is the kind of the first time that for me that a celebrity passed away that I can actually like relate to because a lot of times even when we have the conversations about the wrestlers passing and stuff like that I don't really have much to say but this one kind of really hit home because I, I just couldn't really believe it and I get it we're old Alo. I get it I know <laughs> first time for me yeah to think yeah to, 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 to think I had to explain like dude I've been watching this guy since I was what seven eight years old I'm 28 now, so it's just like, but it was it was just hard to take because it's like wow, like this guy of all people, especially with his daughter and then the other people involved on the plane, it, it was a lot to take in, especially with the whole Gianna thing because that came out later in the day. And I just want to right right now stop right here and say TMZ, fuck you, because that was <laughs> completely ridiculous yeah. that he that the family has to find out from you guys and not mm-hmm. the police department. So that explains why ESPN reported maybe hours later than from what it initially probably did happen but uh like it's a lot of things that you could actually take from him especially like later on in his career when he kind of learned how to become a leader and started to show a lot of his personality to have fun like i remember when he first joined twitter it was a lot of fun (laughs) (laughs) but uh yeah he was he was just a different guy and it took a while for everybody to understand him and stuff like that. But the Mamba, the Mamba mentality, it had a lot of layers to it. And the one I took from it the most is the whole accountability factor because any, any, I, I, the way I go by is I don't – you guys know I don't really complain. I don't really point fingers. I'll look at myself first in any situation I'm in. And 
in anything when it comes to this podcast, work, relationships, friendships, if something's wrong, I'll look at myself first and like, am I doing everything that I can? And that was a part part that was one layer of the mom mentality. So and so was a bunch of other things too. But he would be missed. Uh, he was definitely one of my heroes. It hit home. It kind of felt like it's st- it's actually it's still affecting everybody now. Like I shared a couple of tears with a guy because I was in the gym when, when I found out that it happened. And then like the next morning, I couldn't even watch ESPN or NBA TV or anything. It was just rough because even like Stephen A. crying, uh, Jay Williams, he's the one who's been getting reposted the most with his statements about let the past go and just. Right. F- be get close to your loved ones and stuff but it's just it's just hard to take in and of all people him and way too soon and then the things he was doing with his daughter and her her, her becoming a be, becoming like the the next him because people always ask him when you want to have a son and she's like no that's me right there and all the work he was doing for women's basketball and Eventually, she would have been WNBA in maybe seven, six or seven years. But unfortunately, that won't happen. But he'll definitely be missing. His legacy lives on. Mamba, the Mamba mentality lives on forever. For sure. Yeah, it, it was a tough one. Like, saw it on Sunday. Uh, so we'll get this out of the way. I've been having phone issues for a while now. <laughs> uh, issues is an understatement. Really, yeah. It really dug my heels in that I was not going to buy a new phone until I had no choice but to buy The best part is... We talked about this last week on the show. Yeah. <laughs> did we? Yeah, we did. What did well, I before say? we started, because you oh, were saying okay. Eric, uh, his phone had a virus or something. Oh, and he was that's like, right. Oh, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I've been I really dug my heels in, will not buy a phone until I have no choice but to buy one. And the complications finally got the best of it today. Uh, I've been, it's been on its last legs for a while. I haven't really been able to get it to, to stay charged for a few weeks. And now it won't charge up at all. So it's done. I will have a new phone tomorrow. Uh, But so first thing being, uh, this is not going to be a very organized show because all my notes are in my phone and I don't have it. Second thing is Sunday afternoon, you know, mentally prepping for uh, the rumble. And I was cooking that afternoon to try to to get ready for Sunday night. And, and you're chefing it up. Yeah, just start seeing some things on Twitter of like, oh, no, can't be true. Please tell me this is a joke. There's no way this is true. And I'm like, what the hell is everybody talking about? And then finally see, like, I see, like, a hashtag RIP Kobe or whatever it was, and it's like, what? Like, no. It's just one of those ones that doesn't seem like Legit. it could be possible. And... I got really upset. Like, it took me about a half hour to, like, accept that it was real. Like, I kept hoping it was, like, not true. And then found out it was true. And it, Alo, you were the first person I thought of because you're the, you're the one I know that, like, is the biggest Kobe fan of anyone personally that I know. Um, and I got kind of upset. Then, like, on Monday, it, like, really hit me, like, the next day. Like, me wow. too. Like, I'm not going to talk a lot about it right now because obviously we have some other things to talk about. But, yeah, a guy who will be missed and a, a guy that we're kind of cheated out of who pro- like could have contributed a lot to, I feel like, the basketball landscape post his career. I feel like he could have contributed a lot to just the world of sports, to women's sports. And it's, it, it's a shame that someone who was so important to the NBA from, like, the mid-'90s up until now 
is not going to get to have like that next chapter that we started to see him beginning to write. I was having fun it's watching some of that detailed series. Yeah, it, it's a shame. He had, he had a lot left to give, but uh, I don't know. I, I don't really know what else to say. There's still part of me that feels like how how's that yeah. how is this real? And I don't know when it'll fully sink in that like this is the reality now. But yeah, it's it's a tough pill. To swallow. I mean, especially just for people locally. Like, a lot of people didn't really know Kobe until, like, the 96 draft mm. and his rookie year. And a lot of people's first exposure to Kobe was the air balls in the playoffs against Utah or the dunk contest or whatever. Like, I remember Kobe because he used to play against Ridley High School, which is right in mine and Joe's yeah. neighborhood. And I used to tape the games. Like, we have the local public access channel. And, like, I can remember taping on my VCR the games when Kobe would play against Ridley High School. I think I have four games on tape against Ridley High School. I think I have the district championship game against Chester on a VHS somewhere. And I think I have their state championship game against Erie, whatever that school is called. Apparently you can sell that for a lot of money these days. Well, we'll see. I don't know where they are. I don't know where I could find them. I'm going to have to dig, try to dig them up if I can. But, uh, yeah, like, I've been aware of Kobe since prior to the NBA days and one of those guys that like wanted to see him really succeed and it's crazy to think what he ultimately became like surpassed all of my wildest expectations um but yeah it's a tough one if you guys are ready we could talk a little bit about the rumble yeah I mean just one more thought on that mm-hmm. it's just again in my lifetime I've dealt with people, celebrities and things like that but I, don't, I can't remember anything so wide sweeping as this this across the sports landscape just the effect that it's had on everyone, these just everything that it, I mean, sports, uh, celebrities, uh, golf players are wearing the mm-hmm. jerseys now, just everything like that. I, I can't remember something quite like that in my lifetime. Yeah, it's it's nuts. Yeah, like even like Alexander Ovechkin is for the Washington Capitals, like goes out for warmups wearing a number 24 hockey jersey. Like it's it's crazy that you see like how, like you said, how wide sweeping and how far reaching his effect was uh like i said i think i might i might dust off ronnie versus the world this weekend and do an episode about kobe we'll see i've been kicking around a few ideas hopefully not all of my ideas are lost to my my phone because they they (laughs) might be so i might have to be starting from scratch again it's amazing how how much of a slave you are to your phone these days it is i like i've been poo-pooing the phone all this time like ah, i'm not gonna get a new one i'll wait till that's, probably why it's been, that's probably why it's broke you shouldn't poo-poo on your phone yeah you're probably right it probably doesn't help there's a toilet for that yeah <laughs> uh royal rumble 2020 uh this is the first pay-per-view of the decade right yes memorable for either one of you breaking in a new decade with uh less than memorable results yeah alo do you agree not that memorable um I wouldn't say that. I would just say it was entirely too long. But we have already come to consensus on that yeah. num- numerous times. We figured times. that out last decade. I mean, it's had its moments. <laughs> Don't get me wrong, but there's so much more they have potential to do. Yeah. Well, dude, do we want to do ratings, actually? I almost forgot about that. Yes, we will. Come on, Howie. You think you know me. Flaming Podcast has a rating system in place. If it's a horrible show, it gets a jobber. 
If the shell falls somewhere in the middle, it gets a slumber knocker. And if it is an amazing show, it gets the rating of ratings. It will get a show stopper. Thank you, Alex. <laughs> All right. So, Alo, since it seems like you may be the more optimistic of the three of us, what is your rating for the for Royal Rumble? I'm gonna give the Royal Rumble as a whole. I'll give it a high slobber knocker. I did enjoy it because I, because you know sometimes at Rx it's hard to watch that stuff because it's a lot going on sometimes. But so I made it a point to rewatch Brian and the Fiend. I thought that was an excellent. That was a match. really good match, yeah, for sure. Yeah, Ron, if, if, if you ever get a chance, I would highly recommend going back because they actually utilized the whole strap match to a T it was per it was perfect it told an excellent story uh at times the fiend was the one getting the better of Daniel Bryan and Daniel Bryan fights back and actually using the strap in ways to abuse the fiend and I thought it, I thought it was just a per- perfect storytelling at during, through the entire match I thought that our king he he <laughs> uh had a great show against Roman Reigns uh-huh. match I thought the match was, was too long but the story actually fit with the inclusion of uh, Rude and Ziggler and the Usos. And they really the match- pulled out all the stops, too. Yeah, and, and on the dugout, which I did <laughs> yeah, appreciate. Yeah. Yeah. On the World Series, the cheating World Series champion. <laughs> I, I heard trash cans pin. in the crowd. Yeah, I loved that the pinfall was on top of the World Series logo on that dugout. I thought that was excellent. That was probably by design. Yeah, because yeah. Yeah, they had to cover it up. Then <laughs> really That's an argument we'll get to another yeah. day. But, uh, yeah, I, I thought the King and uh, Roman, they, did, they had a good job. I thought Bianca Belair was excellent in the women's rumble uh, to pass your chagrin Ashley eliminates Bianca Belair yeah. after she sets the record for most eliminations uh, the the men's rumble I, I'm sh- Richie was brought that stuff about how Galloway was the uh, the, the money line favorite to win the, the rumble late in the day and it actually ended up prevailing I thought I, I thought it was a, a good person to win because he's never won a rumble and it's also given us something different I thought Brock was a lot of fun as well, even as much as you hate him, his reaction to people coming out, I thought it was funny, especially MVP when he started dancing and stuff. I thought that was that was really good. And I think that's I think that's a, oh, in the course of the return of Edge, it was a great moment. Uh, we'll get to that in, in a little bit. I know Richie was not into him being <laughs> returning at the Rumble. Eric was, but it's all about longevity booking and how, how you can kind of judge these things from what happened on Raw Monday night. I can say that the, him returning at the Rumble actually was effective. Okay, Joseph, how about you? Your rating for the Rumble? I mean, I wouldn't give it a high-end slobber knocker. I would give it probably somewhere in the middle. Um, I'll just go with a easy slobber knocker, like you said. Um, I'm not a huge fan of strap matches, but this one kind of pulled it off for me. Um, the first match, false count anywhere, was pretty good. Could have went a little shorter. Could have, again, cut some, comes, cut some space. Um, I really did enjoy the Oscar match. Um, I thought that was fun, too. Uh, things that kind of let me down, I mean, seeing Charlotte Flair win when we have someone like Bianca Blair, Blair who could win. Um, you know me, I, I'm a big fan of Tony Storm, something could have done something with there. But, mm-hmm. again, we're just going with the same old Charlotte Flair story. The men's match was interesting. Um, like seeing some fresh faces in there. I guess Drew's not a bad choice. Um, I'm glad they didn't have Brock win it and go all 30 guys. So it's kind of my take. Yeah, I'm going to go straight slobber knocker for the, the main reason being I did not see most of it. I was, like, distracted most of the time. What I did see I thought was, like, fine. 
there's nothing I saw that was really more than that. Uh, and to me... Well, Bianca Blair throwing her weight around probably yes, was more than that, that for you. To me, that was the highlight for me. Um, but I, like, I walked away from it feeling like the next day when I woke up, I did not wake up thinking about anything that happened at the Royal Rumble the night before. Like It was already out of my mind. And to me, the Rumble is one of those shows that should be like, it should be lasting. Like you should, you should be really excited going into it and really excited coming out of it. And I wasn't excited either way, you know, <laughs> like I wasn't excited about watching it. And then when it was over, I was not excited about any of the uh, ramifications of, of the night. You know, Alo made the point about, about like Galloway being a good winner of the Rumble because he hasn't won before but like can you think of a time when there has been just no one on that roster that the fans are waiting to see win the Rumble like am I wrong about that like to me who the hell was really like were the masses like we we need Drew Galloway to win this thing this year like because it you're, didn't you're feel right. like that to me it wasn't Drew you're Galloway right. I mean you could have you could have you could have said Edge kind of became that guy when he came back uh, he came back to a huge pop um, you could have argued some other guys uh, like coming up like Keith Lee who had a big year could be another guy yeah I guess I look at it like if the Rumble is like the kickoff to WrestleMania season. You should have, like, the catalyst for your WrestleMania story, like, either happening that night or, like... Building, yeah. Yes, and I don't feel like you have that. I I personally am not excited at the idea of Drew Galloway dethroning Brock Lesnar. To me, it's, like, whatever. Uh, and I might be in the minority because I don't really watch it anymore. But I don't feel like that's anything to get excited about. Yes, Bianca Belair having a very strong showing in the Rumble was great. Very strong. Eliminating, like, everyone that came within within an arm's length of her. Uh, who even won the Women's Rumble? I don't even remember. Was it Baszler Ashley, or Sharp. Ashley? It was her. Ashley. Okay. Yeah. I'll get to that in a minute. I thought so. Uh, Becky and Asuka had what seemed to me to be a relatively forgettable match. Nothing I, like the one I enjoyed last it. year. I enjoyed it, though. It was, was better left. than Bailey and Lacey. For sure. <laughs> well, that I knew was going to be forgettable. Uh, yeah, I I just don't feel like the level of excitement coming out of the Rumble that I should. And the match we talked about as possibly being the match of the night was on the pre-show. Like, wh- <laughs> why? <laughs> you have all this time. You have way more time than <laughs> they you have need. all the time, <laughs> all and the you time. can't put that match on the actual show. I like I don't even. Uh, there's a lot of things we could chalk up to, like Vince wanting to make money, whether it's like advertising or like cross promotion or whatever. And it may be stuff we don't like, but for most of it, you have some justification for it. To me, there's no justification for not having all of your big advertised matches on the actual show. Especially when the pre-show is unwatchable because you have a clown like Sam Roberts on it. (laughs) Another decision I don't understand. I don't know who's who's excited to watch Sam Roberts talk about wrestling. But I will stop complaining for a moment. And I guess I'll just ask both of you. I can't really answer this because I didn't see enough of it. But, like, what was the match of the night for the two of you? Was it one of the Rumble matches or was it something else? 
I mean, there was a, some. I, I get a little more amps for the Rumbles because that's uh, the the biggest gambling pay per view of the year for mm-hmm. me. Uh, punch, bunch of people involved. Each each person gets a wrestle based off the numbers. You know, you know the thing, and that makes it more interesting for me. Um, I didn't really have the luck of the draw this year. I seemed to get all the duds like mm. Santina and mm. <laughs> and uh, MVP guys. You know, weren't going to win. Mm. Uh, but that that kind of gives me an extra element to kind of really be involved with with the Royal Rumble matches. So that's a fun element for me. But I mean, probably Daniel Bryan match. I would say was a match of the night. Yeah, I agree. And I'm assuming neither one of you could have predicted that going into the night. <clears throat> no. No. I'm usually not a fan of strap matches, but this yeah, one played. Yeah, especially, yeah, especially for a strap match and the amount of time that they actually got. Because we talked about the Roman match and Roman and Corbin match being long. That strap match passed a lot of time, too. And like, like I said in my review, I thought the storytelling was perfect and the way to execute a strap match. And we talked about last week about uh, the Fiend not being able to escape Daniel Bryan and those two being connected. That was played out perfectly. And who won that match? Because I don't know that answer either. <laughs> the Fiend. Okay, so he did win. He did retain. So now I'm assuming his story is his story with Daniel Bryan over, do we believe? I believe so. I believe so, yeah. They kind of kind of seem like they ended it, but you never know. And do we have any idea or any thoughts or speculation as to where The Fiend goes next? Uh, next, well, they don't have a Feb- – they have a Saudi show. And remember, I remember I said I said the rumors were saying that he's going to face Kane at Super Showdown in Saudi that Arabia. That's like a fucking brilliant idea. <laughs> Sorry, it, it does. Brilliant. Yeah, so make pass resubscribe. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. So he's a rumored to face Kane as of now. That's just a rumor. And then March is Elimination Chamber here in Philly. So he'll defend. He'll probably defend it inside the chamber or 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 in some shape and form. At, at Elimination Chamber. So we'll see. So assuming Drew Galloway becomes uh, the WWE champion when he faces Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania, do we also assume that The Fiend loses his title at WrestleMania, or do we think he defends it at WrestleMania? I think that well, I, depends on who the matchup is. Yeah, I think I think he'll defend it against WrestleMania, and I think it's going to be against Roman. And the right booking is I think Roman should lose at WrestleMania because we talked about last week how Bray Wyatt hasn't won a WrestleMania match at all. And, Pat, we were there when he had that god-awful match with Randy Orton with that whole projecting thing. That was terrible. Yeah, now, if they want to do something like that again, they can actually get away with it now, but just do right by him and actually have him win and actually have all the whole, have all those shenanigans actually mean something. Yeah, that, that was, to me, one of their bigger blunders in recent memory. Was, like, you tell this great story with these two, only to have it turn into what it turned into on the biggest show of the year. And then have the House of Horrors match, which became a joke in its own right. And now he builds this great character in 2019, we're coming into 2020, and it's like, half of the people who loved it six months ago don't care about it anymore. Uh... And the people who do still care about it probably have no faith that it's going to get carried out in, like, a meaningful way. But, okay, that was the match of the night for the two of you. So definitely one I feel like I should go back and watch. They have the red lights again for this match. No, no red lights. So that's over, too. And the end of an era. Well, 
Well, I'm not sure because Richie actually pointed something out to me because I actually did mention that. But Richie was saying since it's a state, since it's in a baseball stadium, it would have took away more. It would have took away more from the arena. So maybe because on SmackDown they had the red lights on the contract side, and so maybe when he has a, a, a match in an, an actual arena, they'll actually go back to the red lights. Hmm. Well, yeah, I guess then we have something to look forward to for the next uh, <laughs> the next show. Uh, so what do you got? What do you, Joey? I'll, I'll go to you. Okay, you can do that. What do you think is the next match we should cover? Be, because I don't have notes in front of me. I don't have a list, a rundown like I usually do. Does it, does it matter if chronologically? Or doesn't you just matter. Go? Just whatever one you'd like to talk about next. Which one do I want to talk about next? Uh, I guess we'll just talk about get the uh, low man Adam Turner Bowl and talk <laughs> talk about Bailey and Lacey. Okay. Um, like you said, pretty pretty forgettable match. Um, it's kind of fun seeing her daughter in there dressed exactly like her on the, <laughs> on the ringside. It's a fun element of it. Um, a few spots that were fun, but overall. Forgettable match. Bailey just seems like a dead champion. I, you know, something something you can't really get behind right now. Yeah, Alo, and I know you were not a fan of this either. So your thoughts on Lacey versus Bailey? Yeah, I agree with Joey with the whole terminology of Bailey's a dead champion because she bet she bet she basically is because like when she first cut her hair and changed everything about her, we were all for it, but. I don't want to say she's failing. I just think that the writing is actually failing her. Because, like, now they turn Lacey Evans' face, and then a big part of this thing was supposed to be Sasha Banks. But Sasha Banks, she had, she was, I think she has an ankle injury. That's why she wasn't in the actual World Rumble match. And she was supposed to actually face Lacey Evans a, a couple weeks ago on SmackDown. But she was actually, she really is, she really was filming a music video <laughs> or, or recording an album. So that's a shoot. So Bailey was not lying when it came to that. Hmm. But. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if I want to put all the blame on Bailey as a, as a wrestler. I just think a lot of the writing and what she's been given because she hasn't been given much no. at all. So that's why I think she's being deemed a dead champion. Well, yeah. To me, it's just another symptom of the same illness that is WWE. They have an idea of like, let's do this, but then they have nothing beyond the doing this. The immediate. Yes, like. Let's do this with this person. Okay, now we did it. Cool. And like that's enough. What's the plan? Yeah, they oh. never they never know how to follow up on on what they do. So I'm not surprised. I think they were going for angry soccer mom. <laughs> and wasn't wasn't a good enough character. No, I guess. no. <laughs> so like where does that title go? Like I'm, well, I we almost am to the point where I feel like they don't need two women's titles. Well, they 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 kind of do it and they don't. Cuz remember they also got tag titles also to go with that but we don't know because remember there's no there's, there's been basically no leaks or real rumors well i'll get to a rumor in a second but there's been there hasn't been any really leaks or rumors towards a wrestlemania 36 card there's been speculation that she might face sasha banks for the title but who's going to turn on who would Bailey turn on sasha but we don't know and then from the rumor i'm about to lay on you guys in a second bailey and sasha will end up on the pre-show at the, at WrestleMania, you mean? Yeah, because I'll basically get to it now, and I'll take your thoughts on this, because I know you guys aren't that uh, in the loop or scrolling through Twitter to see this stuff. But it's, but on Raw, Ashley came out and said she hasn't decided who she's going to face. So there's room. So there's a rumor going around saying that she's going to she's going to challenge Rhea Ripley at WrestleMania for the NXT title. Hmm. I'd be I'd be intrigued by that. I mean, I don't know why she would do that. But well, it would, be, it would make the, for a good match. 
Yeah, well, that, that's the thing, because when Ashley won, we were all like, oh, my God, really? Ashley again? We're going to see Ashley versus Becky again. We're going to see Ashley versus Bailey or or Sasha. And it's like, it's nothing new. But when that report came out and when on Raw, when she said that she wasn't she hasn't made up her mind yet, I thought, oh, that'd be I sort of this dirt sheet. I'm like, oh, that would be actually brilliant. But my my fear is. Does Rhea Ripley be basically be fed to Ashley? And I don't think so. Her I don't think that's the way it would go. I think they no, would use that to think, build Rhea Ripley. Think, yeah, I don't think it should go that way either. But it's the whole thing of it being being on a WrestleMania stage where they put over Ashley over an NXT superstar, even though she'll be elevated by just being on a WrestleMania card. But I don't know. I, I know Pash hates it. I can tell by his face already. So He's pulling ahead. at his beard, he really does. So it. go ahead. Yeah, I mean, look. I believe I said last week on our preview show, Ashley was obviously going to win the Rumble. And she did. And I think no matter who they have her going up against at WrestleMania this year, Ashley is going to win again. She she took the L last year, although she wasn't the one that actually took the L. Um, she just didn't win the triple threat match. Yeah, I think whoever they put her in there with, she's going to win. So, yeah, why put all the effort into building Rhea Ripley the way they did for the past few months and at uh, Survivor Series weekend and as the NXT Women's Champion, why do all that just to have Ashley take her out anyway? It just doesn't doesn't make sense. And you know what? It Honestly, almost everything you guys tell me about WWE lately just reinforces that I did the right thing by not watching it anymore. Because I can't imagine... Like, Joey, compared to five years ago, even, when it wasn't that great still, how much fun are you having compared to five years ago? No, not that much. <laughs> and Alo, how about you? Not that much. That's why That's why I said we'll change the format of the show. <laughs> like, even from... Because it's not like we were all sitting on here, like, episodes one through five of Matt Madness saying how great Raw was and how great SmackDown <laughs> was and how great every pay-per-view were. We had our, our complaints, but I know I was having infinitely more fun back then in early 2016. Oh yes, definitely. I can tell you for and that's only four years ago. For a fact, I've enjoyed, and this even goes for this past weekend because I watched um, the NXT pay per view as well. I had more fun watching that than I did the Royal Rumble. There was more well, quality matches in that than the Royal Rumble. Weekly product on a week NXT has been better than Raw. Uh, Raw has been better than SmackDown. From my, yeah, from my could, standpoint. Yeah, if I could just watch NXT, I'd be satisfied. Because <laughs> one, they don't really insult my intelligence, and they actually entertain me. Right. And they're, like, trying. You know, they're, yeah. they're trying. Uh, so, the other women's match, Becky and Asuka, I know we said it underwhelmed compared to last year. Do you guys have any thoughts specifically on that women's match? Yeah, I, I, thought, I thought... Go ahead, Joey. Yeah, no, you got it. Okay, I, I thought it was fine. Uh, I thought the story was good, especially with the, when the mist came into play, when Oscar was ready to to spray the mist in Becky's face, but Becky actually got got a quick hit on her, and Oscar ended up spraying herself. So I thought that really helped helped the storyline, in my opinion. But other than that, I think it was 
it was what it was. It was what it was. Becky finally got got one up on her, and the fact that Ashley is rumored to face Rhea Ripley that opens the door for Shayna Baszler, who was last in the Rumble along with Charlotte. So we probably end up getting that at Survivor Series. And I, I mean, um, at WrestleMania, and I'm actually looking forward to that. I guess that is the one bright spot of this whole Ashley Rhea Ripley thing. Thing is, we've talked about the the Shayna Baszler Becky Lynch story that was like teased at one time, didn't get to really get closure on it and now there's a good chance that we will at wrestlemania well if that's the case and i could definitely see that happening i see that rhea ripley wins and i could see Shayna baszler winning you get kind of one from each so you think both of the women who got built up in nxt could end up winning at wrestlemania yep i think that's kind of kind of carryover of survivor series so yeah that was one of my big things with survivor series was i hope that they elevate nxt and it feels like they kind of let it fall back off again. Um, but, yeah, if, if you want to build that brand back up at WrestleMania, why not take advantage of it? What were your thoughts on Becky and Asuka? Did you like it more than Alo did and more than it seems like the Internet did? I liked it more than Alo did. Um, like you guys said, it probably wasn't better than the first one, but it wasn't bad at all. Uh, I was definitely in there, engaged, watching it. Um, I liked, the, like you said, the turn turnaround with the, the mist, how he just kind of kicked her in the stomach and foiled that plan um i just have fun watching becky lynch in the ring too she's very charismatic and she kind of carries carries matches yeah well yeah she's awesome it just it just doesn't seem like wwe i'm not even gonna say we we all know what i'm gonna say it doesn't seem like they can really hold up their end of the bargain so is there anything in like specifics that need to be discussed in the women's rumble match Specifics. I mean, we talk I mean, there's there's, there's fun Lance moments. Or... You got um, Dozer kind of kind of rolling out from so under good. the ring, big man moving that was pretty so quick. Good. <laughs> uh, that storyline is actually really good. <laughs> the whole Naomi saving herself, which was kind of uh, kind of for nothing after she just got pretty much eliminated a minute yeah, after right. that. She did all that extra climbing around, jumping around just to get eliminated. How good was her entrance, by the way? Very good. Right. Like, the entrance, then, like, her little, like, first 90, 60 to 90 seconds in the ring, like, I thought it was an awesome uh, moment for her. I even saw uh, a good chunk of black Twitter that is not into wrestling, <laughs> like, blew up over Naomi. I think I saw one tweet in particular. It's like, I have no idea who this is, but she makes me want to watch wrestling. It's like, oh, that's cool that, like, people saw her and it, like, caught their interest. Uh, but like, what else? Overall, I thought the women's rumble was better than the men's. Um, just more to it, more sustenance, uh, more believability. Uh, you had bon- Bianca Belair was kicking butt in there for a while. You thought she had a chance to win. Baszler came in. You're like, oh, this is pretty cool. You thought she had a chance to win. Ultimately, they gave it to Ashley for whatever reason. <laughs> but uh, there's a couple good things in there. And Alo, how about you? Yeah, uh, it's kind of it's kind of hard for me to. I, I actually I preferred the women's rumble, but I did see where they were going with the men's because for for a month they basically built Brock as the number one entrant and he's gonna run through everybody. And he did. He tied the record for most eliminations. So I understood that storyline, but as a whole, with like superstars coming into the ring and stuff, I'll prefer the women's. I thought they wasted Morrison though in the men's rumble. Oh definitely. Just coming back and pretty much getting <laughs> I thought he died in two seconds. What a great way to bring someone back. Yeah, you're going to get eliminated right away. They basically did like the bushwhackers to, <laughs> to them. 
They came right in and right out. Uh, yeah, I did watch the Women's Rumble. At least, like, a good chunk of it. I thought that they probably... And you know I'm not the biggest Mandy Rose fan, but I felt like when Mandy and... Um, her name is escaping Sonya. The one I actually like, yeah. Uh, when Sonya Deville were in there together, I thought they should have had them teaming up to eliminate more people together. Like, I thought they should take advantage of the fact... I don't know. I always like that when people are, like, teammates or friends. I like using the, the Rumble to see them, like, work together. Uh, we got to see it a little bit in the Men's Rumble. Uh, obviously, I would have liked to have seen a different winner. I thought there was definitely a better winner they could have had. Uh, but Bianca Belair, I believe, lasted over a half hour. So even though she wasn't there till the end, very strong showing. They made her look great. Uh, made me feel like, you know, there could be a chance... At least I felt this way on Sunday night. Maybe there was a chance of her winning the NXT championship uh, yeah. off of Rhea Ripley. I think based on the rumor Alo fed us a little while ago, probably not because they have other plans. But, yeah, I don't know. I, I guess partly not watching and partly them not doing a good job of telling stories. Something Richie and I talked about, how Vince always talks about, like, we make movies. Like... No, you don't. <laughs> you do the bare minimum. You do the laziest stuff, the laziest storytelling. You're not telling stories. You're not making movies. To me, that's why these Rumble matches are falling flat lately because I just don't have any any real investment in it. Uh, the one thing about the whole Mandy Rose and Sonya thing, they're actually teasing a, somewhat of a split between the two because Otis, because Otis is a nice guy. But it's, it's like the whole <laughs> Beauty and the Beast thing. Uh, Otis is a nice guy. Mandy's starting to like him, and Sonya's like, use him for favors. You should have heard me stuff, explain stuff. that to some people I had over for Royal Rumble. Like, where's that? who's that big guy? Why is he saving her? I was like, well, <laughs> here's what how, happened. How great was it? How here's what happened. It was awesome. It was so fun. I, I, I popped huge for that. It was interesting. And he, he moved pretty quickly out from another thing. I was like, how the hell did he slide out so quick? <laughs> Even when Sonya got eliminated, it was because of Sonya that they got, the, they got eliminated. Yeah. Because he caught Mandy, mm-hmm. and then Sonya got tossed into them. So yeah. that continues their storyline. So I, I did enjoy that. Uh, Men's Rumble, like Alo said, they build bra- – I found it annoying. At first. A waste of time. At first I found it annoying, and then it started like – when I realized it was just them giving him some props, I was okay with it. But the first couple minutes, yeah, it was kind of annoying in that sense. Yeah, I didn't at any point start to enjoy it. The whole time he was in there, I was just rolling my eyes. Like, As long as he wasn't winning it? I just, I don't know why I'm even, like, why are we even watching this guy still? Like Because he's the beast. That's what I don't get. <laughs> like, why? Yeah, why? What is, what are we doing here? Like, that's... That's kind of how I feel. My fear going in that he, he was going to win the Royal Rumble and not challenge anyone for the title, and we just have another pay-per-view with no title. Which would be, like, the perfect capper of Brock Lesnar's story with that championship because it has been absent most of the time. I know he's been around recently, but for most of the time he's been a champion, he hasn't been. Uh, I don't know. What, what else happened that was, like, noteworthy? I mean, okay, let's just talk about Edge's return. I am someone who probably has said on here during the time that it was rumored that I was not didn't feel like I needed to see Edge. 
there's a big part of me, as you guys know, how much I like cringe and worry about these guys and these women getting injured. Like, I don't want to see this guy. I don't want to see him risk his health or his future. He's still young enough that, like, he should have, like, a long life ahead of him. But I cannot pretend that I did not thoroughly enjoy seeing him come out. Like Hear his music seem... Yeah, and seeing, like, the, the look on his face and the reaction when he, when he got the cheers that he did. Like, he looks... I mean, yeah, old as shit. But he looks his face in his face. He looks so old, but he's he's in great shape. Yeah. Uh, so it was, it was like cool to get to see that a guy who we obviously know the emotion he had of having to leave when he did had to leave as a guy like in what his mid thirties. Which how many guys leave that young? So I always felt a little heartbroken for him in that sense that like these guys who do this outside of like a handful like Brock or. Like William Goldberg, these guys love this, and to like the fact that that's taken away from someone so young, it's like that always like kind of was heartbreaking about him. But like to get to see him come back and like do it was really cool, and he had a really great run in the Rumble too. Yeah, got to double cross Randy Orton, which was a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, I, I thought his, like I said, the excitement of him coming back and then getting to watch him actually do something. Like that seemed meaningful in the Rumble, I thought was good. Uh, Alo, I know you're a huge Edge fan, so what were your? Did this live up to your expectations of Edge coming back? Yeah, it actually overexceeded it because I, one, we're never sure about the num- the uh, the entry predict entries how they come in, and he was in the final four, and that's all I could really ask for. And we now know that after, especially after Raw, Randy Orton attacked him, and he had to get carted out. So. That's the WrestleMania match, Edge and Randy Orton. You don't, you hate it already, but uh, mm-hmm. that's the match. Uh, I think it's a good match for him to, for his first match back because of the familiarity, and he actually trusts Randy. So I don't hate I think it, that, actually. I, to me, I think that's like that's like a really good use of someone like Edge because mm-hmm. you don't need to put him up against. Granted, it's not like they have built any young stars, like <laughs> so I can't even use that. Like, you don't want to have him go up against a young star and beat a young star, but they don't have any young stars, so that's not even an option. Aleister Black, arguably. But I think it's, like, a smart way to use him. Someone he has history with. Someone who, at the very least, for any negative I can say about Randy Orton, I don't have any fear that Randy Orton's going to do anything that's going to get Edge hurt in their match. Mm -hmm. So, like, I feel like it's safe, the safest possible bet for him. There's a built-in story, and it just makes sense. You're not sacrificing him to a younger guy and you're not sacrificing a younger guy to him. I think it's 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 smart. And if if he beats Randy Orton, it doesn't hurt Randy Orton in any now, way. Now, I know how you two guys feel about Randall. Um, I was kind of excited uh, at the prospect of, and I don't know how you feel about the idea of the possibility that RKO, rated RKO, was going to get back together. <laughs> yeah, Just for yeah, that brief moment. That too, <laughs> for that brief moment. Did it, yeah, because yeah, they, they, they went back to it in the match, which I did enjoy. And then I wasn't sure if they were going to team up to take on the OC. Yeah. Because they're not doing nothing. By the way, they got jobbed out to Galloway on Raw. It was ridiculous. Yeah. But uh, so I, I thought that was going to be what's going to happen. But then on uh, I think Edge eliminated Randy. I was like, okay, I think this is going to be the match. And the next night the reports came out and said that's his opponent. And then what happened on Raw. And even on Raw, Randy hit it for Team Radar KO reunion. But so I, don't, I don't have a problem with the match. Uh there's already a built-in story, and like you just said about WWE, 
it's kind of the bare minimum, but the stories were right there, so they kind of fell into that. Like, okay, we just put him against Randy. It's already history there. So I'm excited to see him back, and I'm excited to see what he's going to do because we talked about for years how we wanted to see him versus Seth Rollins because of <laughs> the ultimate opportunity versus the architect, yeah. both being like like sleazy and stuff like that. And I do like what Seth's doing as the Messiah of Raw. Yeah, I do, I do, I do, I, it's fun. Yeah, it's fun to have a I faction. So I do want to say, that is actually, I'm glad you brought that up, because as I've said numerous times, I don't have my notes, but that was actually one of my big takeaways Sunday night, was I obviously, like everyone, have been down on Seth for most of the past year, but seeing him walk out with like that crew behind him, like just, I'm not, I don't know what he's been doing, I don't know what he's been saying, all I had was like that visual of those guys, and it looked good to me. Which is is saying something. Like, I saw it and I was like, oh, something about this looks right to me. Like, this looks like it works. So yeah. it's good to know that in practice it actually is. Not only that it looks like it works, but it's one of those things you can point to that we talk about, about building stories. This kind of stemmed from Survivor Series, and it looks like they had direction, and it looks like it all fits, which is good, and it helps build a solid foundation for a good storyline. Yeah, and even like the whole Seth evil smirk is back. Don't, don't, <laughs> the only nitpick I'll say is I, I just think that he needs new music for this kind of group. Agreed. That, that's my only. That's my only complaint. Yeah, burn it down. I feel like has to go. Yeah, like to me that signifies something else <clears throat> that he is not anymore. Uh, so what else was there on the on the main card? That's two about women's it. matches, the false count anywhere match, and the two rumble matches. So yeah, did you have any other thoughts on Roman and, and the King? Because I don't know if we really talked at length about it, or if we even really need to. The no, right- I, I think we hit. On, I think we hit on, hit on most of it because they actually utilized the field and all the space that the field, um, the floor space that the field had, and the fact that it ended on the dugout on the World Series champions logo <laughs> was perfect because it's canceling them out, it's covering it up, and I think that was. That was a nice little touch if they meant to do that, which they probably did. Did Elias make a an Astros cheating joke? No. He's face now. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I forgot about that. I remember him coming out and, like, either talking or singing. I didn't remember what he said, but I forgot. You guys told me he's he's a, a good guy now. So, yeah, he's obviously, he's not going to troll the Astros fans. He could. I mean, that's kind of the face thing to do right now. <laughs> I guess you're right. Uh... So, any, like, big-picture thoughts on Rumble or just, like, WWE heading into officially WrestleMania season? No, I mean, we kind of covered most of the big-picture thoughts uh, rolling into WrestleMania season. Like, the idea of Ashley facing Rhea Ripley, Shayna Baszler facing Becky Lynch, um, Drew Galloway facing Brock Lesnar. And then you got to figure out who's going to face who for the other title. Halo, how about yeah. who's gonna face the fiend? Yeah, yeah. I, I think I think these next three months, well, two months and change, it's gonna be real crucial to see if they're gonna put the title on Galloway because because of, of his reaction. Because he came out, he cut this promo, and then like I said, he buried like well, the OC they they jobbed him in no time basically. And I just think that the next few months is going to be crucial to see if he can actually get over and actually get a crowd reaction in order to put him over Brock Lesnar. And I'm interested to see how to, how they actually book it because these guys are like the same size and height, so it's like the guys are on the same same physical level. So I'm I'm actually interested to see what they do with this, but I, it's crucial 
for Galloway to get somewhat of a reaction. Well, and at one time he was a Vince handpicked yeah. guy. So. Yeah, he was the chosen one. Mm-hmm. So, so I guess it would make sense. Like, better late than never for Vince. Like he could, <laughs> he wanted this guy to be the guy that many years ago, and now he gets a chance to possibly do it in a few months. Uh, do you see anyone on the roster that has the potential of like? Capturing the imagination of the wrestling community this year. Like, is there anyone you see that has a chance to become that big story? Obviously, it was Kofi last year. He came out of nowhere uh, to capture everyone's attention. Becky, I would put in the same class as well. Her run was kind of sustained as being like a fan favorite last year. Is there anyone you see as like possibly filling that role, or do you think we go into WrestleMania with like. No, it's WrestleMania again. Like I, that's kind of how I feel right now. Is there is no like threat of excitement? Is there anyone you see possibly making that happen? No, you know? I think it, no, I think it's just how you feel. Like oh, it's WrestleMania again because like like last year with Kofi, they kind of they caught lightning in a the bottle. They locked into is, that. This, they backed yeah, into. They it. Locked, it, it, yeah, they fell into it. And this is what I, this is what I'm kind of saying about Galloway because. Daniel Bryan was pushing for Kofi, but then the crowd reacted to Kofi that way, and they took to him. So with with your champion, who Kofi was facing, like basically trying to make you do it, and in the crowd reaction, just like you already had that in the bag, like that you the magic was created in that bottle, and you had to, just got to capture it. And then Richie talked about this about Becky, like Becky's like WWE, they just WWE, they just like kind of just like. Holding on to what Becky has, but the crowd, the, the crowd hasn't turned on Becky. They haven't done anything different with Becky in the last year, but the crowd just hasn't turned on her. So Be- Becky, in a lot of people's opinions, is actually stale. But she's just the, there. Yeah, she's just there. Like but but majority of the but the the, the, the the crowds haven't turned on her. But she has just been there for the most part. Because I think everyone likes her. I think everyone has a lot of respect for her, and and it's just in talk. Like like her right. like they're not Fuck having her go out there and say dumb stuff and do dumb stuff. Like she may not be doing it in in the middle of anything really exciting at the moment, but she's not doing anything that's making people roll their eyes. Yeah, like no. Seth Rollins did for a lot of the past year, or the way they had Roman go out and do a few years ago. Like she's at, they're at least keeping her from doing that, making us like groan. Like come on, enough with her. Yeah. So yeah, I personally like even just watching on Sunday night. I wasn't going in with any type of like expectations of being blown away by a great show, but I went in like with my eyes at least open to like is there something I can invest in for the next 3 months or 4 months. And the show ended and I was like, no, there's not. Then I'm my- glad to know that it's not just me being pessimistic. You guys kind of both I think it's for, for me the only thing I'd be looking for is just what um what do we have in NXT or call-ups or anything like that that we can see more of what we saw in Survivor Series, which were fresh and new. Not saying they have to be full-time main event rosters, but you're going to see something along those lines, I feel. So you're looking forward to, like, getting, like, an injection of younger talent? I would say kind of the way it's trending. You see in Survivor Series, you saw at the Royal Rumble, um, you're getting more of the crossover, and that's going to be something fresh. Yeah, and to go off what Joey was saying, what I was saying about Becky Lynch, the whole Shayna Baszler thing, if that's going to be the WrestleMania match, I think that's a big deal because 
our investment in Becky Lynch is based off of her opponent. And that's how it's been since she's won the title. Because we've seen her a few with, with Charlotte umpteen times. Uh, she had a few with Nat. Well, she feuded with Lacey Evans going into the summer, then had Natty for a month, then had Sasha Banks, and basically just been floating around ever since. So a lot of a lot of our selling point for Becky Lynch is based on her opponent and the whole Shayna Baszler thing, even going into the virus series, it was really good with all the interactions. So like Joey said, like that infuses new light into the show and to Becky, and to Becky Lynch and other characters when they do infuse new superstars. And then I guess, obviously if you, after I ask this, if you guys have anything else you'd like to add, feel free. But the last thing I kind of want to bring up to, to the two of you, I know Alo specifically uh, heading into the end of December, I was asking if you had hopes that WWE could like right the ship in 2020. And you were optimistic. You had been saying that Raw had been getting better, that the shows had been getting more enjoyable, had been more fun to watch. And you had some hope of them, you know, going in the right direction in 2020. Do you feel now like WWE is getting it together in 2020 or do you, do you just feel like it's more of the same? Like, do you feel more encouraged or more discouraged? Uh, it's kind of too early to tell, I think. Uh, if this was, like, maybe uh, after WrestleMania, I can give you a pretty good answer. But <clears throat> until Charlotte officially announces that she's going to face Rhea Ripley and how that – and the direction that goes into, I can't really – it's hard to answer. And same thing about the whole main roster. Like, actually, like – Having Galloway win the Royal Rumble was actually a big deal because my first reaction was, okay, well, he has to win. He has to beat Brock. But a lot of it's going to be on his on how the fans take to him and this face run he's going to have going into WrestleMania. So they, can they make guys? Absolutely. But will they do it the right way or do the bare minimum? And like, okay, this is WrestleMania. Yeah, I think they're going to do the bare minimum. Joey, how about you? For 2020... Obviously, we talked a little bit ago about it's not as much fun as it was four years ago, five years ago, and it wasn't even that much fun then. Do you yeah. feel more optimistic about the direction WWE is going to take in 2020, or do you feel more pessimistic, like we're going to get more of the same? I know we don't have a lot to go well, on. Yeah, then I mean, gut that would be kind of a two-part answer. Um, I know before me and Elo talked about, again, like you said, SmackDown Raw kind of picking up steam a little bit. That's kind of died down, so from that angle, I'm not as optimistic, but I am optimistic for what some of the things they have done as far as, like I said, infusing with fresh talent, um, better storylines in some degree. Uh, We talked about briefly the Seth Rollins angle with him in a a faction, building upon that. Um, Things like that make me optimistic overall, not as much. Okay. So there's some reason for hope, but also... Plenty of reason to, to be, be not hopeful. Yeah, to be <laughs> dreading because we see what they do. They half-book stuff. Yeah. Uh, anything else from weekly stuff or the pay-per-view that either one of you feel like should get a mention before we close it out? No, sir. Nope. All right. Well, I hope that you guys enjoyed our Rumble review. I hope you guys enjoyed the Rumble more than I did. Uh, For sure. <laughs> I hope that... Uh, whatever you guys watch in the world of wrestling before next week, I hope you enjoy that. And Halo, what is next week's show? Uh, no Way Out 2002, the debut of the NWO in the WWF when Vince uh, injected WF with a lethal dose. Maybe the best like, vignette they've ever done. Yes. I'm going to kill it. <laughs> uh, yeah. 
So my guess is that will be more fun than uh, talking about yeah. this week was. Uh, so no, it helps if you watch the show. Yeah, it does. It does help uh, if you yeah. watch it. Although, does yeah. it? <laughs> Does it's it? Fun. Yeah, it's fun. It's a lot of fun. Like the uh, the interactions with the. I'd say it makes it better. It helps. Oh. <laughs> oh no! I mean, <laughs> I meant more than I more than we enjoyed talking about this past week's. Oh yeah. Pay per view. Oh, yeah. Joey said it helps if you watch it. I don't know if it would have helped me if I watched. it. Right. This is a ten. I might have had more to add if I watched it. What but I don't know if I would have enjoyed it anymore. If I watched it, this is the ten year old Alo. So. <laughs> if you were gambling on the Rumble, you would have enjoyed it a lot more. Yeah. Well. We were. I had we a couple. Did. I had a couple chances. I had Keith Lee. I had Matt Riddle. Uh, yeah, Eric. Eric won both. I had Alistair Black. I feel like he fixed it. We, he won last year too. So yeah. Both. You're not the both. First one. No, he, well, he not won both one. last year. He won both this year. Last year he won one. Yeah. Fixes in. No one beats the house. Clearly. Nope. Um, but yeah, I guess uh, subscribe on iTunes. Leave a five star rating or review. Alo, would you like to move some merch? Yes, uh, head over to, to whatamaneuver.net to embrace the madness. And the last thing I'll say, the Sixers are losing 95-88 to the Atlanta Hawks. Please do not lose to the Hawks. Like, just don't. <laughs> uh, but for Mr. Sexy Punta Cana, then now forever, C.K. Joe Rodermill. For Mr. Wednesday Night Live, we call him Alo. The ladies call him Balo, Aaron Lloyd. I am Ron Pashery, and we will see you next week. Hop on the top rope, by the land with his elbow. Got him now, put him down right now, hit him with the palm handle. Tuning up the band, y'all don't understand. Fist of Superman, it's a summer slam. Here we go again, fans marking man. Man, I hate my balls, shut the mission, man. It ain't safe to land, off the cell. Fans love it, ain't hard to tell. Talking madness, awesome well. What I'm cooking, man, y'all off the smell.